0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 19 of Saturdays and Seltzers. We have Mackie Jenner over on our YouTube channel for an exclusive interview if you want to listen to that. But in today's audio episode, we have lots of talk about the MLB lockout, some talk about the NHL, uh, Jake DeBrusque leaving the Bruins, all of those sorts of things. I also do want to quickly shout out that our merch is up and available for you for purchase over on um, our Etsy shop. You can access that through all of our links on any of our socials or anything like that. So excited to bring you guys today's episode. Let's have a good one. Let's go.
1: It's Saturday. Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah, Kendra, I see you ladies. Ha. Y'all know what time it is. Uh looking like you just graduated Woo. coming from a place that y'all gravitate looking like a boss i just had to say Woo. i know you got the sauce no potato bread
0: what's right, so up party people all welcome all right, to, to another episode of saturdays and seltzers we are still the 61st most popular sports podcast in mexico uh my name is kendra middleton i am joined by sarah griffin sarah how are we doing fantastic we're doing fantastic i think sarah's having a fantastic day i am i really am <laughs> <laughs> and she's got blonder hair sarah's like truly living her best life
2: i would say the last 24 hours starting with the hair it's just been on an upward mm-hmm. upward spike who knows where it'll flatten and go down but for now,
0: <laughs> things are new hair Spotify playlist which I think is in your HLH so we can hop into that if you are new here HLH is our high low hero um we like to do this every week our high of the week low of the week and our unexpected good thing that happened to us just to kind of recap our week before we hop into some sports stuff and what we are drinking today Sarah what is your HLH this week okay my
2: high is the Spotify wrapped I know a lot of people give a shit because they're like, no one cares. I care. I look at every single one. I'm just nosy. I never really go back and like, some people are like, oh, it's like a way to look at new music. To be honest, I never really like, go and listen to any new artists from Spotify wrapped. I'm just nosy. I like seeing what people are listening to. And I feel like it kind of like, I don't know, it gives you a better understanding of them. <laughs>
0: I love so I was the Spotify wrapped.
2: I'm obsessed. And I was in 0.01% like top fans for olivia rodrigo i was like as i fucking should be
0: okay? see i was for saint john
2: yep both he, those
0: he was my out. yep <laughs> he was my yep both those make sense he was my top artist this year i feel like i was definitely having like a sad
2: year or something oh my god my like top five songs like my number one was like deja vu but then the rest are just like all like breakup songs and i was just like i was gonna post it like tell me you gotta <laughs> without telling me about <laughs> Know what everyone knows? You could just assume based off these five, so I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> yep, all right, all right, I'm in for it. Okay, then my lows I have two lows one which we'll get into more later when we're talking NHL hockey. Low is Jake DeBrusque requesting a trade. People were like booing him at the game last night obviously I'm a big Jake DeBrusque fan. So that just, the whole thing sucks. We can get more into that later. Then my other low is I finished my rewatch of the OC, (laughs) which that was just my life for the last three weeks (laughs) because I was kind of in like a funk. So (laughs) I just sat in. I have never seen it. it. Oh my God. This was my third time watching it, I think, but it was the first time in like three years. And so I kind of, like, forgot, like, some of the stuff that happens. It's just such a typical, like, early 2000s teen drama. But I had so many thoughts on it. I just kept tweeting it. And I'm like, I, like, make it sound like the show is, like, new and exciting. Like, this ended 2007. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when things were and still like, great. Trying.
2: Yeah, I'm, like, trying <laughs> with One Tree Hill. Because I've seen that show a bunch of times, too. I was like, doesn't hit, like, the Osita So I kind of feel like I'm missing a part of me now see I've never seen any of these like early 2000 shows oh my god I could do like a whole episode just on those shows I've seen them all at least twice except Dawson's Creek that's my next one to watch but that's starting like 98 so it's not even really early 2000s but I guess now my hero of the week is the NLL starting this weekend so I don't really have time anyways to start off on Dawson's Creek so that's my
0: hero NLL starts this weekend we're pumped it's it's true. We have some NLL stuff to bring you later in this show, but make sure you are following us on YouTube to see that if you are listening to this as a podcast, because our interview with our guest for the NLL is going to be over on our YouTube page. Um my high low hero this week my high was the revs game was super fun despite their loss i think that the big issue with uh the revs was that they just had way too much time off um and a lot of their star players just had really shitty games um in my opinion it wound up going to penalty kicks and i, I don't want to blame it's it's obviously not matt turner's fault he's fantastic he has been all year i just think that there were a couple shots he definitely could have stopped um to, you know, maybe secure a win for them. So I had a ton of fun last night. It was a really good time, but they did wind up losing, but I still had fun. Um, my lows, I have three of them. I've had like a major sad girl week. I've been like listening to sad music and like boys have like made me sad. And I don't know, I just had like a major sad girl week. So my mom left, that was a low. Um, the Iron mm. Bowl- losing in fourth overtime was also a low. If you listened to our surprise episode that I put out yesterday, you know, all my thoughts from the iron bowl and college football last weekend. Uh, But that was really shitty, especially because I was out in public and okay. So I was watching this game at Lincoln and I have quite a story about Lincoln. So there were these boys sitting there and they were like, cheering for Alabama and like every time Auburn would do something I obviously was like cheering and stuff like that and like I got up to go to the bathroom after the game and they were like asking me why I was a fan and stuff like that and I was like why are you guys fans and they are like oh like our friend goes there I was like okay you should not be cheering that loud for a team because your so fucking friend goes so. there like <laughs> shut up um and then so at Lincoln that this is also another low. I got kicked the fuck out of Lincoln because I literally got kicked out of Lincoln, Sarah, because my friend Chrissy, you know that like TikTok that's going around that's like, fuck your life, bing bong. Yeah, I love those he TikToks. Said, Me too. She said that to a girl at the bar and the girl told the bouncer and they kicked us out for being a liability. Because you like, said bing bong? Because <laughs> my friend Chrissy told a girl, fuck your life, bing bong. I got kicked out of a bar in Southie, fucking Southie. Like that's your biggest problem that you have like going on in Southie, not like Kyle the lax bro over here, maybe like roofying some girl's drink, like fuck off. Ugh. It was awful. Um, And then my last low was, obviously, we all know that I am a gamer. If you don't listen to this, you now know that I'm a gamer. I actually got my new streaming camera in the mail today, and Bonk Master is going to help me set this up later um, so I can bring a better stream to you guys for the new game. But the Warzone map release date got pushed back again like I should have seen this coming because Activision does this every time a new game comes out but like I was so looking forward to it I bought the game early so that I could get the new map and stuff like that um so that's a low of mine just because I have to wait another week for it and I'm like just like super annoyed and I know it's not like that big of a deal but it's like you've had so much time to work on this game and you're like pushing it back and just I don't know um and my hero is Thanksgiving leftovers because I have not gone grocery shopping in over a week and I'm just finished my leftovers and I'm going to the gym and the grocery store after this, which is why I'm dressed like this. Um, but yeah, leftovers clutch as fuck, especially Thanksgiving. Like I hated Thanksgiving leftovers as a kid, but now I love them.
2: Feel that, yeah. I like because I went down the Cape for Thanksgiving and then I left like the next morning, so I didn't have any leftovers. But then my parents came home with Lauren the next day, and all they had was stuffing. But to be honest, I how was that in like 24 mm-hmm. hours? What
0: was left of it? Yep, stuffing is good. People who think stuffing is just wet bread are wrong. Um, <laughs> like leftovers are clutch. So, Sarah, what are we drinking today?
2: uh um, we're really dwindling down here i need to go find more seltzers down to the white claw raspberry i don't really love raspberry flavored anything so i'm not loving this
0: but <laughs> wow sarah's slumming it with the white claws very on brand little white claw girl <laughs> I am. I'm living up to our brand name. <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, like I said, I we are recording the show a lot earlier than usual because our guest we wanted to fit into the slot. And we figured we would just um, finish the episode. So, like I said, I'm going to the gym and grocery shopping after this. But I'm still technically drinking because I am drinking kombucha, which is like mm. technically alcohol. But I put yeah. it in like this fucking crystal chalice to like make up for the fact that it's like not real alcohol. So fuck the haters. Um, I am drinking, sort of. Yeah, I would say, when you
2: had that on, when we recorded the interview earlier, I thought it was wine. So you had me fooled. <laughs> Hell yeah. I was like, Ooh. oh, fancy.
0: Fancy in my little chalice glass. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's all I've got. I am assuming your ranks haven't changed and neither have mine. I know you have all of the MLB notes. So what would you like to start off with? Okay, so
2: because we're recording this on Wednesday, and by the time this is out, I'm going to make the educated guess that MLB will be in a lockout. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of wanted, because honestly, I was a little confused up until a couple days ago when I finally was like, all right, I know like MLB lockout, like that means like no trades can happen, like no free agency stuff, like whatever. But to be honest, I didn't really fully understand it until I went into it in depth the other day. So I kind of just wanted to give like a summary of that. Because it does, yeah. like, we've seen so many free agency signings in the last, like, week because of it. Mm-hmm. So, tonight at 11.59, I believe it is, the CBA expires between MLB and the Players Union. Mm-hmm. And unless a new one gets put into place, then it's pretty much likely, like, it's pretty known MLB is going to lock out players, which means players and teams can't have any contact with each other. Like, you know, players can't go to team facilities there can't be any free agency signings. It is like possible that like trades could be talked about, but nothing can happen because by the end of it, like you can't get that player in on it. So Mm -hmm. I was looking into it and like what it is that each side wants. And you know how it is like with Rob Manfred, he's obviously the one in charge of negotiations for the MLB side. And he's just like, I was looking at their demands and it's like mainly just like they want expanded playoffs, which like Mm -hmm. if that's all it was, then it would be whatever. But then it's like the players' union side. So they're I think their face is Tony Clark, who obviously doesn't play anymore. But then like their players' union, the executive board is like Max Scherzer, you know Marcus Semien, Garrett Cole, Lindor, Paxton, Jace Castro, those type of guys. So they're mm-hmm. like kind of pushing for. I know a big one was service time, because I feel like we always hear about like minor league baseball players getting exploited. Because, you know, they bounce back and forth between the majors and the minors. They never get their spot at the major league level just, like, permanently. So, then teams just use, like, they finagle with their service time. So, they never have to actually pay them. Which, in turn, like, they never get free agency. No one ever gets paid unless you're, like, a superstar pitcher, Mike Trout. Mm -hmm. So, I know one of their big demands is either making it so the service time is, I think it's five years of service time. And then you're allowed to hit free agency or put an age limit on it that once you're 29 and a half like you have to like be able to reach free agency like it can't be arbitration Mm -hmm. like none of that then another thing is players do not want any more of the rebuilding years because that's usually just like teams tanking like the orioles the pirates where like there needs to be a Set level like a set floor, like you have to spend at least this much money if you're going to be a major league team. You know, it's Mm not fun for these guys to like be forced to compete on teams that have no like desire to even go out and win. Like, what's Mm -hmm. the point of that? You know, yeah, totally. I'd never even like that's something I wouldn't have even thought of, right? And like, those I feel like those are pretty simple. Well, obviously, implementing a salary for it is harder because you have to get the owners in on that, and those guys Mm -hmm. are just greedy. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, like I think service time specifically, like there's, that's a no brainer because those guys do like, I was talking to my friend who he's our age. So like, he hasn't really had a big issue with it yet, but like, once you get older, like say like those relievers that are like around like 29, 30 years old that never got like a set spot in a bullpen or anything. Like they're not like, unless you're like a superstar reliever, like you really, your job's never secure. And so then they are, they're just forced bouncing back and forth. They never make any money. Like, they lose out on money half the time. So I don't really see why that's such a controversial aspect to it. But I know the thought is that this, like, who knows how long this is going to go on for. I think I read that hopefully it shouldn't impact the regular season at all. If anything, it might impact spring training. But then also my friend I was talking to, is like, I don't know, we're kind of getting the sense that we won't start playing games till May. It'll be a shortened season.
0: Yeah. I but like my thing is like I don't think that I there's been a lot of conversation in like the last like year especially but even before that about you know the games being shorter or how it how to make the games faster like less games um seven innings like those sorts of things do you think that that would be like the worst thing in the world? No, I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world. And I know like because obviously the CBA like part of it includes like
2: how many games are we gonna play a year like. Should there be universal DH? Like those type of things. And I think those are like very beneficial to the game. Whereas like universal DH, like I don't know how most of our listeners feel. I feel like we're both on the same page on that. Yeah, Yeah, like that would be good for the game, I think. Like absolutely. You get to see you get to see hitters hitting. You don't have to watch pitchers try to injure themselves. Mm -hmm. Like it's a waste of an out. I don't know, like just things like that. If that's what the main focus was on, then I feel like it's a no-brainer. But because it is just like these owners being so greedy with their money like they don't actually Mm. give a shit about the growth of the game it sucks when you have guys like max scherzer who like said
0: is on the players union executive board he's like I don't give a shit. Like, I just want to play baseball. (laughs) But, like, it's also very clear that they don't give a shit about their players in general because, like, everything going on with the minor leagues. But it's, like, I just don't Mm -hmm. think that they care about making the game better or making, like, their players happy. It's, like, at the end of the day, if your players aren't happy that are playing for you, you're not going to go anywhere. I mean, we talk about this all the time. Like, we talk about, you know, player chemistry, like, camaraderie, the locker room, all of those sorts Mm -hmm. of things. And it's, like, how do you... Like, it, it goes down... It goes back to, like, the... If your players aren't happy, why do you expect them to want to play for you? No, that's the thing. Because, like, I was, like, the
2: version of this I was reading the other day is, like, it's basically the opposite of a player strike. Like, they're making sure players can't go and strike. Like, hey, you can't fight for what you want, and we're going to shut you out, and you're not going to be able to do your job and play baseball because we're greedy and we don't give a shit about, like, you playing. We don't give a shit about the fans. Like, whatever. Whatever where this is just one big business and business. like we know that we know sports are entertainment they're a business mm-hmm. whatever but I'm like at the end of the day like I don't know I just don't get it I know it's such a like naive way to think but I'm like okay then why are you like in this business if like you don't even care about if they get out and are able to play a full season like are you fucking
0: kidding me hmm no I agree Um, I see that you, I did not know that you had a free agency tracker, but I see that in your notes and I am just impressed. So I want to talk about it. Should we post this somewhere? Like like, this is fantastic. I would say we can post it. I know people probably
2: like, at least I know some baseball nerds out there have their own. That probably is a lot more extensive than mine. I just Mm -hmm. like keeping it just because I like to keep track of those things. Yeah. Remember like who signed where. Yeah, I've been following
0: stuff. Yeah, I've just been following
2: ESPNs, but I'd rather follow yours. No, yeah. I feel like the last like 24 hours, especially, because everyone's just trying to beat it to the CBA deadline or just Mm -hmm. like let's make all these like signatures, whatever, which I know I shared this on our Google Docs and already like Chris Taylor is back with the Dodgers. Like that happened the last hour. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I highlight some of because there have been so many, just some that have happened the last week that are like pretty big deals because we can't Mm -hmm. go through all of them yeah yeah so we have Javier Baez two Detroit's from the Mets I like for the most part I think he's yeah he's there for six years 140 million I just like this because that means the Tigers are officially out on Carlos Correa which is good news for Red good Sox for the fans. Red Sox yeah but yeah it also I kind of feel like it's leaning more towards Yankees right now but there's really been no update on him mm-hmm then Alex Cobb to the Giants I know that's Uh, a good signing for you yeah I have that in our notes I feel like that's a good one especially now that Gosman's with the Blue Jays which the Blue Jays I feel like I feel like last year they had a good free agency period too but it just didn't come up this year and now they're just like fuck you we're leveling up even more
0: yeah both of those things are in our notes we can we can talk about those after we like highlight a couple more people I think
2: Yeah, and then big one was Max Scherzer to the Mets. Three years, $170 Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom in the same rotation. Mm -hmm. That's just, like, the best thing I think you could ask for as a baseball fan. But also, on top of the other, like, signings the Mets have made this week, like, Starling and I think, what was his fame? Who else was it? Someone else. Someone big. But – add on to that there's no reason for the Mets because they're not like in this amazing division like the NL East like they were supposed to run away with it last year and then Mm -hmm. obviously the Braves went on their run like and I get it that happens yeah but they finished fucking fourth (laughs) yeah so they really have no excuse
0: at this point yeah the thing is like I've said it before like pitching is what gets you through you know that last leg of the year so it's like for me it's like I feel. Do you think the Mets are like a like play like deep playoff run or bust situation just because of like the postseason for them so far?
2: I feel like it has to be. They have to make a deep playoff run at this point. Like you have a team of like it's pretty much all around all-stars. Like there's very mm-hmm. little like average players left on the Mets. Like most of those guys, like again, we all know Steve Cohen's versus fucks, and the roster clearly shows it if he is not able to like produce a like team that at least makes it to like I would say through the first round of playoffs like Mm -hmm. I don't know you just could not ask for a better roster to go out and win it and again they're in a division we don't know what the teams are gonna look like by the time season starts like there's still a lot of free agency left but I don't know just in that division especially like it's theirs to lose I feel like which is exactly what everyone said last year and Mm -hmm. I think they had a lot of off-field drama which usually happens with the Mets but you have Scherzer and Jacob deGrom in the same fucking rotation like how much drama can actually affect what's going to happen
0: yeah, totally. I, I was just going to bring that up. So I think my other question for you is that, you know, you you haven't highlighted that your offseason winners so far very clearly are the Mets, Rangers, and the Blue Jays. So what do you think about, like, the lack of the Sox moves so far? Do we expect this to continue? Like, I, I mean, we've obviously, like, I, I don't know. Like, what, where do you see this going? Are you disappointed? What are your feelings? Um, who Like, who do you want? Like, what what are your feelings about the Red Sox right now?
2: Right now, I, like, because, again, I don't want to say, because we always say, it like, oh, in Heimbloom we trust, you know? And it is, like, it's so, like, easy to just be like, oh, it's still December. But when there's other teams, like, it's tough to watch. You kind of feel like that, like, Squidward being was in his house and, like, just watch him run. That's how I feel, because, like, the Red Sox only signing so far has been James Paxton. who When mm-hmm. he's, like, good, what I, like, he was with the Mariners this year. I don't. he's not anyone like spectacular I think like when he's on he's on but it's still like your third guy at best and Michael Wacha just coming from the Rays and the Red Sox seem very excited about that one they, me and my mom were saying they have, have that everywhere they're interviewing him which I'm like good for him like I'm
0: happy for him but you would think we signed Scherzer <laughs> yeah is is there anyone I mean not is there anyone like in particular that you like you think is like a we need this now situation I mean I know that we we talked about Baez and stuff but like
2: yeah I would say because I don't think like my biggest need is not Carlos Correa I think that would be amazing to have him but I still think their biggest need at this point is an actual other legitimate starting pitcher not that Michael Lodge and James Paxton are not legitimate but you can't just pile on these back-end guys. Like, you need someone big. I think Marcus Stroman, I would love to have him on the Red Sox. I think he's pretty much the biggest name left for starters yeah. that have not been signed yet. And I know he has been in talks with the Red Sox, but I'm sure he's in talks with everyone because, again, pretty much every other big starting pitcher is off the board. But I mm-hmm. am going to be very disappointed if Bloom does not get, a like, two or three possibly like someone that could like step up as the front runner for so
0: that's that's your best case scenario yeah Marcus Stroman at this point what is your what is your worst case scenario like what would you start I mean not that we are the type of people to question Haim we've said that on this show before you know like we like (laughs) in Haim we trust we say that very often you know last year everything that happened was thanks to him but at what point like what lack of moves or something like that do you question him at all or do you not question him at all
2: I think because I feel like the last couple off seasons with him like this is the first year he can really spend money so we've only ever seen like I know some fans call it like bargain hunting and I Mm -hmm. do think he's able to like take these guys that kind of do constantly like a bargain bin deal and then they end up being really useful for us But I think that can only go so far. And when we already came so close this year, like you were two wins away from the World Series. Like, you know, this is a team that's built to win. Like for the most part, it's the same roster as last year. You know where your needs are and you have the money. Like you should be spending that money to get you to where you need to be. Mm -hmm. So I am going to be disappointed if it is just like a bunch of little signings. That's like, oh, well, this guy has potential to do this or he can be someone that we like are able to develop into this. And I think a lot of Bloom's approach in the past has been guys who are versatile and like can play any position, whatever. I don't think we need that anymore. Like we have Kike, you know, we have all these guys that if we our infield is versatile, you know, you have Xander's like, if we get some other shortstop in, like I will learn second base. Like I'll do that. I'll do whatever we need. Like, I think we need to like go for those big names just because it's like, mm-hmm. then what has all these like years of saving money when you're mm-hmm. the fucking Red Sox been about, if you're not going to go out and make that one or two big deals that can set you apart from two wins away from the world series to the world series.
0: Yeah. Especially with, you know, the Yankees potentially getting better too, if you know, Korea ends up going there, but it's also like, I know the Devers contract isn't up this year, but you do have to, toss some money at him we talked about Gab- mm-hmm. we talked about this with Gabrielle Starr like what are your thoughts with the Dever situation
2: yeah I think I don't know if I would call it the like ultimate need for this offseason like I don't think you have to do it this offseason but I think within the next year that needs to be done and I am going to think very differently of Heimblum if Rafael Devers is able to go off into free agency or go somewhere else like Rafael Devers there is no reason for him to not be a Red Sox forever in my opinion I agree he has proven himself and gone above and beyond you know he's done everything for this organization that has been asked of him and more like that kid needs to be paid, and it's kind of annoying mm-hmm. for me. Like, just thinking for him, I'm like, I'd be pissed off if I was him, and I haven't gotten paid yet. And you have guys like Wander Franco, who's been up for barely a year and already got the bag, and you're just sitting are like, <laughs> fuck me, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I totally I'd be pissed. Yeah, me too. Hell yeah um especially because like you said they do have the money like what are what are they waiting around for and it's like it doesn't have to be this like like you said like I do want Devers to be a Red Sox forever I think that would be fucking awesome for him the city the fans all those sorts of things but it's like at the end of the day you don't really necessarily need to sign him a 10-year deal you just need to sign it.
2: no and I feel like it would just be another thing like okay we let Mookie walk whatever and I've seen a lot of people say that I was able to get over Mookie. If we let Raphael Devers walk, I am not going to be able to get over that. And to be honest, I agree with that. I would not be able to get over that one. I'd be so insulted as just a
0: fan. (laughs) I know. He's the man. I love him to death. Um... You mentioned Alex Cobb. I think that that was an awesome, awesome signing. I, th- you know, it's similar to the Red Sox, you know, we talked about this before. It's like, nobody expected the Giants to be where they were last season. So it's like the fact that we get a guy like that, we're getting better. Um, Brebbia, Garcia, Slater, all of those contracts, I think are awesome. My only comment, I, I think we're getting better. I, I think that the Giants are going to be fine. It's an even numbered year. I have a little bit more faith. Um, and it's, it's like last year, nobody had expectations and it's like I still don't this year but the fact that we're getting better I think is good because I think what happens is when you have these expectations for your team is when you're disappointed whereas like Mm -hmm. if you just know you're getting better you can't be disappointed so I think that that's really important but I didn't know that Brevia played baseball at Elon and I think that this is so funny for some reason because it's like I feel like you don't hear about people playing at Elon but like the fact that like he's that is weird yeah, I thought that you would find that interesting, because it's usually, you know, like, I feel like a lot of people come from, like, the SEC and stuff like that, so I was just, like, I was shocked yeah. when I was, like, I was doing research about, like, after I saw this, and I was, like, just went to fucking Elon? Like, what? That's
2: really random. Like, I know they have a good baseball program, but, yeah, that's not one of those, like, big-name schools
0: you hear about. Totally. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad about what the Giants have done at all. I think that like not putting expectations on the season has worked out well for me with this team in particular. It's like I do that with the Jags and stuff like that. But I think that that's worked out for me in the last few years with them. Um, so I am happy there. We will. I think that you are absolutely right about the lockdown. So I think that that is what is to come in the MLB. Moving on to NHL stuff, we both have some notes here, but there was a lot of Bruins drama. You talked about Jake Debrusque and your HLH. I just want to start off by saying because I know that we have to talk about this. People booing him is unfucking acceptable.
2: I like obviously I've been one of those people that's like, oh, Jake Debrus revenge tour, like redemption tour, whatever. I think at the end of the day, this like him requesting a trade, like I know. The impression that it was made was that his agent made that public and they didn't want it to be made public like that is worst case scenario because that causes for an awkward locker room you know it just co- puts the media into a frenzy like that's not no one wins in that situation mm-hmm. I don't know why his agent would make that public I don't think that's going to help him in any way and I I don't know but people are using that as like a reason to go booing him mm-hmm I don't As I don't if he's the first person to ever do this. And if he's not happy, let him go. And the thing is, because you know, there's so many like people that just hate Jake DeBross. Like they need to have mm-hmm. some sort of scapegoat. And yeah. I don't like they did try him like as a top six player. He's not a top six player. We figured that out. That's fine. That's in the past. Mm-hmm. He's playing on the third line now. He's still trying to find his footing. He shows like flashes of himself like pre-2019 when he was like at his height, like peak of his game. And he was still young, so young, Vince. You know that wasn't actually his peak. I think Mm -hmm. he's just like kind of lost his way a little bit. And I don't think it's the worst idea for him to go be on another team because I think there's not space for him in this Bruins roster, which sucks. I really want to see him succeed. I think most Bruins fan would want to see him succeed. It's weird if you wanted him to fail, which there were a lot of them because they like to have a scapegoat and they're like, oh, here's this young guy and he just doesn't fit anywhere. That happens. Like, Not every team that you go to is the perfect fit for you. Yeah. And like look like, oh, at yeah, the ones yeah. that are booing him. Yep. And it's like there's, you're the ones that want him to leave
0: and now he's leaving yep. and you're booing him because of it? Yep. There's there's plenty of examples in professional sports of people not working out on teams and going somewhere else and finding success like that happens it doesn't have to be this like fuck you situation it's just like I don't know for me it's like if I'm not happy at a job I'm gonna start looking for another job and probably be happy somewhere else like I don't like I get that sports are public and there's fans and it's a lot different but it's no different than like someone not being happy at their fucking nine to five and looking for something else um but I think that that leads me to the question before we get into some more Bruin stuff is like I don't know if you've thought about this at all but where do you see him going? and do you have any sort of like return you think is like worth like what what do you think he's worth
2: i know i read that poor kid the sabers were looking into him i don't think he's someone that you could get a first round pick for but i know they have like sabers have pigs on pigs like second or third like i think that would be a good thing honestly I don't think the Sabres would be a terrible landing spot for him. Yeah, he's not going anywhere that he's going a win anytime soon, but the Sabres are still such a young, like, rebuilding yep. team, and I mm-hmm. think it would give him that ability. Like, look at Anders Bjork. He's on their top six now, and he was a guy that was in the same position as Jake on the Bruins last year, like, was not fitting in at any spot in the lineup, and now he's like a star for mm-hmm. the Sabres. And yeah, Buffalo's not a place I think most NHL players want to be, but I think when you're in hit this kid's position right now like it's less like market pressure you know you have the ability to like really like show what you're like because last night he got like 10 minutes on the ice like maybe less he's being healthy scratched every other fucking week like I really -hmm. don't think Bruce Cassidy is a big fan of him which sucks like I don't think management's too high on him Mm -hmm. and it also sucks just because he was one of those draft picks in 2015 everyone's like that was a total failure by the Bruins like I just think there is too much going on in the background for him to really succeed here. Unless he ended up being some superstar, like the next pasta or something, you know, I also would like to see if he went to the Oilers just because his dad mm -hmm. played there. And I think that'd be nice for him.
0: Yeah. I just, I just pulled up the uh, Sabres roster, just because like, I can think of a few people off the top of my head on the team, but I I think that this would be a great fit for him. Like you said, it's a young team. They have a lot of opportunity to get better. Um, And Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and, and just like knowing the little bit that I do about these guys, I think it'd be a good fit for him. Like I can see him and fucking Casey Middlestat being like best friends. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. if, if he's, ha- yeah, like they're both just like kind of like goofy guys. Like, I don't know. I think, it, I think that they could like be actual friends. So it's like the people who are booing him and like pissed that this is happening. It's like, okay well what if you had to get stuck at your fucking nine to five forever I don't know this just like really rubbed me the long the wrong way I was at the revs game last night and was kind of watching this unfold on twitter a little like while my hands were freezing to death um but yeah it was just it was just sad for me like I, he's a young kid he's like he's never like done anything terrible um so I don't I don't know he's this such was, a like, nice def- person yeah and and like yeah like I, I don't know I just I feel bad and like does and Lauren loves him doesn't he doesn't she Oh my god, Lauren's obsessed with him. And he's always
2: been so nice to her because so like she has like her little like hockey group chat on Instagram or whatever. And they added him in and he like talks in there with them. He went on a Zoom call with them. Like he recognizes Lauren, like because he's always on like is there the pucks at warm-ups? Like mm-hmm. he recognizes so many people. Like I got a message from a woman who is like, yeah, like I'm at Jake Jabress like at Pucks and Paddles, his rookie year. He accidentally spilled beer on me. He's so apologetic, like bought me a new one fast forward a year later I see him at the train station and he comes up to me He's like I'm so sorry about that time I spilled beer on you and she's like since then I've seen him like two more times to the point that he now like knows my name and like goes out of his way to say hi and I'm like how many athletes do that like realistically like you don't see a lot of people like no. that anymore that like really take the time to get you no know fans like and you're never obligated to do that obviously but mm-hmm. I don't know he always went out of his way and I think that was just something sweet so I'm like, why? I get it. It didn't work out for him. Hockey wise here. That doesn't mean he's a bad person. Like why would you boo someone?
0: Yep. I agree with you there. I also, am glad that you added, I saw you tweeting about this the other day. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that you added this in here. I'm a huge Subban fan. Um, but you added in our notes about Brad Marchand's suspension, which I I think three games is absurd. I think that that's far mm-hmm. too many. And it's like I, I do I do see the point that he's like a repeat offender or whatever. Yeah, it's been over three years. Um, But I do like how you added the Subban comment, and I've seen you tweeting about this, so I, I want to know like your more in depth feelings about it.
2: Yeah, you know, because I did see Brad like went on record yesterday and said he's like I know what my reputation is. I have not been that player for a long time now. Like I've gone on my way to like work to make sure that's not who I am anymore because I want to be remembered as like a good hockey player and not just some guy who's playing dirty because yeah uh, he was that guy for a long time and I know a lot of people unless you follow the Bruins for the most part like I understand why that still is his reputation because he had so many moments like that like you know licking people just getting under
0: everyone's nerves yeah and people outside of this market don't see everything that he does yeah to try and be a better person so totally I do get that Yeah.
2: So like, I understand why that's kind of been the perception of him. They're like, of course he gets three games. He has not like, like I said, I put it in here. He's not had an offense in over three years. So by the NHL safety rules, that's no longer a repeat offender. Like that doesn't count as another strike against you. Like he's had a clean slate, but then he said in his hearing, they were like, well, you had did this like blah, blah, blah. Over three years ago. It's like, okay. So if you know the rules and you're just actively going against them, then like what like is there any consistency in NHL player safety ever which I feel like is usually the complaints everyone has about but then yeah like Subant had I think it's already like three times this season pretty much the same deal and he's like seriously injured people this time like Mm -hmm. Marshall did seriously injure anyone and I'm not excusing it I still think it's kind of a hazy situation but whatever just find him then like he finds Subant like that makes no sense especially when he's already done three times in one season like you have yeah. to be consistent at the very least.
0: Yeah, I I, I was going to tell you that this, I don't think that this is a homework take from you. I do like that you added that NHL player safety needs to get it together and be consistent. I totally agree with you. I think that every, um, I think that every league could be better about that and be more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, But I, I totally agree with you. And I don't think that that's a homework take in this Instance. um I also see that you have the COVID protocol stuff going on and going on in Providence. So, what are your thoughts about that?
2: Yeah. So, I know Bruce Casty's in COVID protocol, which, whatever, like that sucks. I think the bigger story there is Providence ruins pretty much the whole team is in COVID protocol. You know, they had that awful game last night against the Red Wings. You know, you're without Marchand, you know, ideally. Jake DeBras probably isn't someone that they really wanted to play as much as they did. I mean, he still got less than ten minutes, but they really had no choice. You can't pull anyone up from Providence right now, and kind of everything's just going against the Bruins these last couple weeks. It feels like, and I know we've said it before, and like we'll get into it again like later, but mm-hmm. the Bruins are pretty average this year. Like no one's expected, Well, I know we're not expected to make any deep playoff run. Bruins fans are kind of insane. So I know they are mm-hmm. still like, oh, Stanley Copperbus. No. If this team makes the playoffs, I'll be shocked at this point, especially how things are looking right now. Obviously, eventually Providence is gonna get out of their COVID protocol. Jake's going will get traded. We'll see what the return is. You know, they'll make some trades at the deadline. Brad Marshall's gonna come back in two games. Like things will get better, but overall, this roster is still pretty average. And even in terms of guys that you could pull up from Providence, I don't think any Mm -hmm. of those guys are huge difference makers, just knowing their roster. Like, I think you have to make some important trades at the deadline. And like last year, our big move was Taylor Hall. Mm -hmm. And clearly that worked out. Like now you have him up there. Like he got to play on the top line last night, but I don't think it's the, that did not solve any problems. They still didn't, they disappointed the playoffs and, it's a lot harder to solve their problems this year around.
0: Um, Yeah. I think that that moves me into our next topic. The latest NHL power rankings are out. I have some thoughts, um, but I think that like, speaking of that, like, based off of the power rankings, the Bruins are, I think, 16th. Yeah, they're 16th. And we we talked earlier in the season about how we thought that they had a decent roster. We thought that they could maybe, you know, play a lot better than they have. They're just above 500, I believe. But it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm disappointed in the Bruins so far this season. I don't know about you, but I, I kind of think with the moves they made, you know, Taylor Hall and all those sorts of things, like, this is kind of a bust of a season for me. Like, I'm disappointed in them.
2: Yeah, I feel like because at the beginning of the season, I again, no one really thought, oh, they're going to make it to the fucking Stanley Cup by any means. But I still thought they'd make a deep playoff run. Like, look at your roster, like, in terms of your top line, you know, you got Charlie McAvoy, Brendan Carlo, a goaltending we talked about. I think goaltending's pretty much worked out for the best so far for them. And totally. they are, it sounds like getting Chuka back. Like they've gotten the good end of the stick in terms of goaltending. Consider what a risk they're taking there.
0: And we think that'd be the problem.
2: Yeah. Their defense is just terrible besides oh. McAvoy and Carlo. It's so, so bad. There is a lot of work to be done there. And they're gonna have to do a lot at the trade deadline. And I don't think they'll be able to fix their defense all by the deadline. Like that's they have like two legitimate defenses. Um Chris looks okay i yeah. think he's fine on the second pairing but yeah. for the most part and then they're just like a bunch of ghosts out there from the second line down to the fourth line mm-hmm. if the top line isn't performing you're gonna lose that game <laughs> yep it sucks but it's what it's looked like and everyone knows like yeah they're the perf- perfection line whatever you should do not have just one line. Like you can't just Mm -mm. depend on one line to win you a game, especially when things like this happen, where now Marshawn's out and you have to pull up Taylor
0: Hall. Then you got even less production from everything down. Yeah. Totally. I mean, yeah, like uh, we expected the Bruins to be a lot better. I figure the Sharks are sitting at 20. This is kind of where I expected them to be this season. Um, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of drama in the off season and all those sorts of things. I think the only shocking thing here for me is that it took Nick Bonino 18- games to score his first point of the season and i'm just that that blows my mind um but other than that like i'm not disappointed in where the sharks are at this is kind of where i figured they would be um i mm-hmm. think they have a lot to do to get better I'm, I'm honestly i honestly expected them to be ranked a little bit lower but i don't know about you but the shocking things for me not shocked by the hurricanes being up top i think that no. i think i said in our preseason prediction um was that them or the avalanche were going to be my stanley cup champion sh- this year um and i'm honestly kind of shocked. Yeah where, um, the abs are sitting, they're sitting at nine. I think that they should, they, they should have been a little bit higher than that. The bolts are at eight. That's a little shocking for me while they're playing really well. Um, I am not really surprised by one and two being the hurricanes and the Panthers capitals obviously have a really good, like vet roster. Um, those aren't really shocks for me. I don't know. Do you have any, do you have anything shocking or any other comments here? I think the pleasant surprises for me so far have been like flames.
2: They are previously at two. Now they're at six. Like you said, the Wild—they've been really good this year. Same with the Anaheim Ducks; they're at twelve, which yeah, I feel like those are all three teams that, like last year, if you said that they were sitting in the top like ten, like twelve, whatever, I would not believe you. And I think they're all pretty likable teams, so I I like those for them. I think those are good ones. I've been Mm -hmm. kind of following the Ducks now just mm. as a West Coast team to watch. I tried the Kraken, but they're which to no fault then they're an expansion team is their first year. I was like, oh yeah, mm. like I'll follow. They're not
0: super fun to watch. But- no. Nobody expected them to be Vegas. I don't think no. so. So yeah, I mean that's those are my NHL thoughts of the week. I think that that was some good stuff there. Lots of stuff going on with the Bruins, but overall, I am underwhelmed with their season. Um, right now, yeah. we are going to get. Oh, you had the Lemieux. The yes, I want to talk about this. Yes, yes. Oh yes. my god, yeah,
2: yeah. This was just. <laughs> I can't believe this is a real story, and it just gets funnier as it goes. up. Not funnier, like that's fucking weird, Brandon, Brendan Lemieux bites Brady (laughs) like I can't even like seriously read it I know he got suspended five games um Brady now possibly needs a tetanus shot apparently (laughs) I don't know you just can't make this up the NHL always has the weirdest fucking news it's been kind of depressing news I feel like for most of this season I don't want to say this is like lighter because he got bitten and then the funny part is uh quick tried saying he's like well it's his words against Brendan's like no like we all were watching he fucking bit him he's like I'd rather have him on my team than Brady like no you don't you're just saying that because you're his teammate like don't make yeah. this worse for him that is humiliating for your entire team he fucking bit him <laughs> he yeah bit
0: that man yeah I saw this and the first thing that I thought of was so when I was bartending in Auburn there was a guy that was getting kicked out of the bar and bit two of our bouncers so bad that they needed tetanus shots and stitches and like literally went to court. I don't think people like realize how like bad that is to
2: bite another like that puts you at such a health risk and not to make it like oh but brendan lemieux was the same guy who's like oh i don't know about vaccines. he was like tony d'angelo's little sidekick last year on the range like, oh we don't know what's in vaccines. you're going around biting people what the mm-hmm. fuck do you care <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. human flesh yeah. was in your mouth oh oh god that's so fucking nasty to me like uh, uh. okay uh. all right um we are going to move into our interview. Now we have an awesome interview with Mackie Jenner um, with some NLL previews. So we will get into that. If you are listening to this as a podcast, you don't get the pleasure of listening to that, but we will cut to that now.
1: A few moments later
0: i'm going to have some quick nba thoughts no nfl or college football this week if you want to hear about that um go check out our episode from tuesday i might do that moving forward we shall see um the similar to the nhl the power rankings for 20 games into the season came out for the nba this week and they are almost what you could expect um I didn't really know where to put the Warriors earlier in this season with some question marks, but happy to see that Steph is doing stuff and they are at number one in the power rankings after 20 games played. I think that they are going to continue to get better as the season goes on. Um, I knew that Phoenix would still be a really good team and definitely a playoff contender. Also, just wouldn't have guessed them to be at at the two slot this early, I guess, in like my preseason predictions, just because I don't know, like I think that last year's NBA championship was just a little bit of a fluke. Like obviously I have that in my notes about the Bucks in a second, but I I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they're great. They have some star power. You know, they have Devin Booker. They have uh, Chris Paul and those sorts of things. Like they have a lot of talent. I don't know. I just, I think that this teams worked out a lot better chemistry wise than people would have expected when the trades happened. Um, so I'm not upset about that. I don't think that it's any surprise the Nets are ranked in the top three you know Durant's healthy Harden's healthy they're playing really well I I think when you have that much talent even if you don't have chemistry like at least in basketball not in other sports but at least in basketball I I think it's hard to be terrible and and they're they're gonna continue to get better when people come back from injuries and stuff like that as well um so I, I just didn't know how to feel about this just based off of their record though, I, I don't remember what it is, but they're, they're not, their record's not impressive to me. They haven't really played well against ranked opponents and stuff. So I, I don't know that I, I have such mixed feelings about the Nets because they do have so much talent, but at the same time, like it's hard to tell that they have so much talent. Um, and then my last few comments are about the Bucks and the Celtics. The Bucs were at number four. I wasn't so sure how I felt about the Bucs um, at the beginning of the season, just because like I mean, the defense looks good and Giannis Drew and Chris have a lot of chemistry, but it just doesn't feel like it's like as magical or like written in the stars so far as it was last season. I don't know if that's just me. And I I know a lot of, like I said, a lot of luck went into that championship, but I, I don't know. I'm just hoping for a healthy run at it. I hope that everyone can stay healthy. And, and that, you know, Brooke Lopez can come back healthy, but because of Brooke Lopez um, Boogie cousins signed to the Bucks. I love this move for them. I think he will fit really well into this team. Um, We no doubt needed the size and a key piece with Brooke being out. And I think that he definitely adds to that. I, People, a lot of people are saying that he's like cursed or whatever, but I don't really like believe in that. I think that he's just, you know, kind of like Jake DeBrusque, like just needs to find somewhere that he fits. Um, And, mm. and I'm hoping he can have a little bit of a comeback here yeah. just because he's, he, he had some, you know, tough stuff with like an Achilles injury, a knee injury. He's been traded around a lot. Um, Maybe this can get some pep back into his step, having some, you know, talent around him again and stuff like that. Um, If, if not, I just hope to continue like the consistency of his play. I think that would help the team a lot um as far as like scoring and stuff like that um and maybe he can find a home in milwaukee just because he's moved around so much um i saw that the celtics are at 17 i think they have a rough month ahead i think almost all of their opponents if not all of them for the month of december are over 500 so i'm surprised by them but not they're sitting at 11 and 10 on the season and i know they have a new coach but they don't really like look that impressive to me I thought that like having a new coach like that he might be able to figure something out with them but I said towards the end of last season that I think they needed a new coach and like they needed to change their roster a little bit I was surprised when some of these players you know like Marcus Smart stayed here and and the more uh, it didn't feel like the chemistry was working the way that it needed to last year and I don't think that it still Mm -hmm. is 20 games in just because like you have you know Tatum Brown yeah, like marcus smart all these people and it's like you have all this talent but the chemistry is just not there and i don't i don't know why um and the celtics are like my favorite team in boston maybe other than the red sox they might even be like outside like they might beat out the red Sox for me so I'm, I'm hoping that they can like get it together maybe shock a few teams but I don't know like we, we talked about it earlier in the year a little bit when all of these signings were happening and it's like I was shocked that smart stayed here just because I figured that if you're putting in a new coach like clearly the chemistry is off you know they're not playing as well as they should be together that they might add somebody or you know take somebody away both those sorts of things um so mm-hmm. I, I don't know I I doubt you have any like do you have any serious comments about the Celtics or anything not really
2: I know there's just. A general frustration amongst all Celtics fans because they are underperforming again but like you said based off of what I know it doesn't sound like they made any like major roster changes to like take them from where they were to like a new level up this year like I think it is good that they got a new coach but like you said from what I've heard it kind of just seems like it hasn't made much of a difference and I agree with Mm -hmm. you that it sounds like they do need to make some sort of major roster change as tough as it may be to let go of someone like Marcus Smart
0: or something Clearly I need to change something here, like shake it up there. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think that like a new coach just wasn't enough. I think mean, I think they needed to make some roster changes, but I know I know the city loved loves Marcus Smart and stuff like that. So I don't know. Um, our pop culture shit of the week. I think moving fair forward sarah and i are going to each have a pop culture thing and a tea party thing just because i think that that adds a little bit of spice to the show and we have stuff to talk about so let us know your thoughts on that sarah what is your pop culture shit of the week i just scratched my boob on camera i am so sorry
2: (laughs) mine this week i don't know if you've seen them on tiktok is penelope i don't know if she goes by penelope dizik or penelope kardashian but mm-hmm. her and Northwest have been posting TikToks. You know, they're so like little and they're just the cutest fucking thing. And it's so funny because they're so clear. Like you could tell, like most of the time you don't even see their faces in them. Cause I saw some Penelope's popping up on my free You page before I even knew it was her. And I was like, oh, this like rich little kid is a drum set and like all this makeup. But like, they're cute. Like they're so clearly just TikToks that some like nine-year-old made. And they're mm-hmm. so like sweet. And I feel like then you go in the comments and they're like, oh- penelope let's play game like tell me mommy's credit card number (laughs) (laughs) they're all comments like that and i know it says like courtney and kim like are checking on their tiktok because they're so young like they Mm -hmm. so they're seeing all this stuff and like on northwest some of the comments are like north tell us was there a strange large white man at thanksgiving this year just in reference to their like you know that funny guy like I was like Mm -hmm. these are so fucking funny but it's so funny because you can see like Penelope's like all girly and cute Mm -hmm. the northwest just has like the coolest outfits like you can tell she's Kanye's kid like Mm -hmm. just so cool and I'm like it's so funny to see this side because we only ever see like what like their parents and, like, cousins, aunts, whatever, put out there, which is just, like, this very specific brand. Like, everything's Mm -hmm. well thought out. These are just TikToks made by freaking, like, nine-year-olds doing who Mm -hmm. they got their mom's phone or just posting whatever they want.
0: (laughs) Did did you see, I guess that this is, like, old news or whatever, but I just saw it, that, like, I guess whenever Northwest and Kim – fight or like argue or whatever northwest like comeback is like well your interior is all white like who actually designs their house that way (laughs) like that's so funny
2: sassy she's so funny funny (laughs) Mm mm-hmm
0: Yeah, she's funny. I think that she is definitely going to be, like, a major celeb when she's older. Like, I don't know what kind of talent she has yet because she's so young. I'm sure her parents could give you more insight on that. But I I think that she has, like, a huge personality. I think she's going to be, like, a really famous Kardashian West situation eventually.
2: I hope she's, like, a cool one, though. Not, like, Kylie, who I just feel, like, Has this, like, because you know Kylie has more personality to her than what she puts on. I feel like Northwest, like you said, has such, like, a loud, like, fun personality. Mm -hmm. I hope she, like, goes with that and not, like, oh, I need to sell out (laughs) this
0: brand, this, like, specific Mm -hmm. look. Like, she's so funny already. Like, I really Mm -hmm. hope she goes in that direction. Although, I do love the clip of Stormy that's going around right now on TikTok that's, like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. She's like, Stormy, you look like Rami baby.
2: Because I'm not a big Kylie fan, but some of the comments on Fenelby Northwest are like, do you guys have beef with Stormy? Be honest.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh my god, the Kanye West tweet where he was like, I low-key don't fuck with that bitch (laughs) Stormy.
2: He's like bullying this infant, but honestly, (laughs) I kind of see his vision. I don't know, something about (laughs) it very off-putting
0: <laughs> are you kidding me I love that quote though like that's so funny I hope that she just turns into the kid that like doesn't put up with her mom's shit mm-hmm. god I it hope seems- so otherwise yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. it seems like she might be though um my pop culture shit of the week I like need to take a bre- like a deep breath because I have been manifesting this relationship for like a decade and I've been talking <laughs> about it for like a decade Fucking Rihanna and ASAP Rocky are having a fucking child.
2: I mean, like, that's going to be the most beautiful child to ever grace
0: the earth, by far. I... Oh my god, I've been talking about this for so long. I feel like if you're like... Not that I'm, like, super into, like, the, I'm pretty into the rap community, I guess, but it's, like, if you've been around, it's, like, they have always been people's, like, dream couple. It's, like, when are ASAP and Rihanna gonna get together? Because, you know, Drake is always, like, like, back in the day was, like, always adding her and, like, talking about how he was in love with Rihanna and stuff like that, and it's, like, no, that's ASAP's girl, like, has to be, has to be, has to be, has to be, and, like, now that they're having a child, I, like, literally feel like I'm, like, shaking. I feel like I need to, like, send them, like, a congratulations gift or something like that, even though that (laughs) child will want for Nothing. I'm just like thank you god we are creating like finally elite species like I don't give a fuck about Kim Kardashian and Kanye <laughs> West having a kid but this child I'm just like <gasps> like hyperventilating I'm so happy I know I'm so happy for them they're such a beautiful couple that's gonna be
2: the most beautiful child probably the most talented child too let's be
0: real <laughs> and the best dressed Mm-hmm. oh yeah yep mm-hmm and probably royalty in like Barbados. So, you know, like humble brag. Yep. <laughs> um, tea party segment. I have two. Um, my first one is so I, I, I don't know. Do you know who Ashley Brewer is? I know I sent you the video, but like, did you know who yeah. she was before? So Ashley Brewer, yes. if you don't know who she is, she is an anchor for ESPN. She, I think she does like mostly late night stuff now, but she posted a TikTok real situation and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I watch her all the time just because I always have ESPN on this TV right here. Um, It kind of rubbed me the wrong way because like we talked about last week, sort of the issue with ESPN, having like a monopoly on the broadcasting market of, you know, everything else and now in the recent months they've added, you know, soccer um Hockey, lacrosse, all of those sorts of things, and it's like that's where the danger starts to happen, is because you only have so much air time, and it's like she was like mm-hmm. she made this like TikTok reel about you know there's this game tonight, the Lakers are doing this, there's this, we're just like we don't have time for hockey tonight, and like one of her coworkers like comes over her cubicle and is like staring at her, and she's like oh like guess we'll make time for hockey, haha, ha. I'm like that's just so annoying to me because like as a hockey fan like if you didn't have time to take on this contract and like properly. Give give it what you needed to, you know, we talked about the Yarmir Yager thing last week. It's like, then why did you do it? Like, I understand that it's all about money and it's a business and stuff, but like, it really rubbed me the wrong way because so many hockey fans were excited for to have access to hockey like that. And it's just, it, it rubs me the wrong way that she's like making a mockery of it.
2: No, I think that's so like, you sent me that. Cause otherwise I would not have seen it as someone that for the most part, what ESPN, like is mainly football, basketball, like that's nothing really that I'm taking in on a day-to-day basis so Mm -hmm. like if it's someone like yeah I'm usually just watching ESPN because of hockey and then you see this like person like she's one of the faces of ESPN like even if it's just like late night like she is someone that represents them and it's like oh like making a joke out of it like that does not really help me feel any better about them switching from NBC to ESPN. We're like, oh, and here's some hockey maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I guess we'll fit in like, you know, whatever. And it doesn't make me feel promise about, you know, them covering soccer or lacrosse either. Cause like, like we talked about the army Yager thing last week, we talked about, you know, Jalen Rose covering soccer and just being like, ha ha. Yeah. I'm having fun back to you guys in the studio. It's like, that doesn't give me hope that I'm yeah. going to get the coverage that I expect from you guys. And it's like, I think that like they're obviously declining in their football and basketball coverage as well because I wish that Stephen A would just fucking retire or leave or like, I don't know, move literally anywhere else. Um, But it's like, now we have this happening and stuff like that. And it's just like, I I don't know. I'm just, it's very discouraging. And like as someone who likes watching Ashley Brewer because she does represent women at ESPN and she does a good job. It's just like that really, really, really upset me. And I thought it was like very tasteless. Mm -hmm. Um, my other tea party segment, I don't know if you saw this, but Mac Jones trademarked MJ 10. I think that's so annoying. Like the TV 12, like people (laughs) trademarking stuff and how he's like, Oh yeah. Like I'm just really about the team. I'm for the team, but he's like doing all these business deals and trademarks and stuff. And I'm just like, MJ 10 sounds so fucking dumb. Also you're a rookie. Yeah. You're having a great year. And I understand like trademarking things before other people can, but it's just like MJ 10. You don't think you could have come up with like anything else, or are you just going to like live in Tom Brady's shadow for the rest of your fucking career?
2: I'm going to be honest. You know, obviously I love Mac Jones, I feel like he's really putting on this act, like, because everyone's like, oh, he's just like Bill. Like, he came out like a test tube or whatever. Just these very, like, boring answers. I feel like he's doing that on purpose just so he could kind of get that reputation. And it's like, listen, like, I can go back and watch interviews of you at Alabama. Like, I've seen, like, I know that's not, like, just you as a person. Like, you don't have to change your persona just because you're on the Patriots now. And, like, you don't have to pretend to be the next Tom Brady or by any means. And I feel like they've spoke about that. Like, he's not here to replace Tom Brady. Like, he's not here to be the next Tom Brady. And I feel like that's probably how he feels, too. But then when you go around and just try and push the Patriot way, like, like, we know that's not who you
0: are. Like you yeah. can do your own thing. I'd rather see that. Yeah. And it's like, are you really just going to trademark the same thing that Tom fucking Brady did with his initials and his number? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I'm just like, for what? Like, that's so, I don't know. It just, it rubbed me the wrong way. I think MJ10 is so fucking stupid. Um, and, and I think a lot of people think that I hate Mac Jones. I don't love Mac Jones. I don't want him to like not succeed or anything. Like, yeah, you know, like we've talked about his DUIs and um, you know, some of the like blackface stuff that he got in trouble for when he was a kid. And I get, he's a kid, everyone makes mistakes, but it's like, I don't know. Like when, like his take on pie outlandish, I'm just like, I'm trying so hard to <laughs> like the kid I'm trying so hard to like the kid. And I'm just like, you know, there's this and there's this and there's this. And it's like, I know that it sounds very negative, but I, I, it's not that I like, don't wish the kid well or anything. It's just like, there's always something for me to talk about that like rubs me the wrong way about him. And I'm so mm-hmm. sorry, Patriots fans, but this is just how I feel and I'm not a Homer <laughs> and that's okay. That's um, good. Yeah, I also love your tea party, so I will let you introduce it. Yeah,
2: so Rachel Luba, first of all, her and Trevor Bauer both should just get off the internet, especially Trevor Bauer. He just continues to like tweet and post YouTube videos as if there's no issue in his world at all. He just needs to shut his mouth. I don't like... Saying anyone like just should not, but when you have a sexual assault case ongoing against you and like you Mm -hmm. literally cannot play in the league that you continue to tweet about because of it, just sit this one out. Like sit Mm -hmm. it out as long as you can. He was not very well liked before that. He's definitely not well liked now. Why make Mm -hmm. it worse for yourself? He just continues to add on to it. I really have no other words for him beyond that. Rachel Luba, I have a lot of fucking words for because she goes on and says some stupid shit at least once a week. And Mm -hmm. at this point, she has no client that is actually playing in Major League Baseball. Both her clients have sexual assault cases against them. (gasps) So, I'm like, you're not even an agent. Like, you're not an agent because you have no players that are actively playing because they're fucking terrible people. But then, like, this week after Scherzer signed his contract, she was like, oh, I set the president, me and Trevor for, like, because, you know, Scherzer signed on a three-year deal for why you should get these, like, smaller contracts for bigger money as pitchers or whatever. And I was like, no, you fucking didn't. Like, Max Scherzer's 37. He was not getting a seven-year deal regardless. Yeah. You dipped it. And Trevor Bauer, like, why are you using that contract? He doesn't even fucking play. He didn't get to his first season as a Dodger. Uh, and, like, I'm not saying that she had anything to do with the sexual assault case, but I'm like you are his agent like he didn't even get through the first year of the contract that you helped come up with because he has all this ongoing shit like do not use Trevor Bauer as a comparison to Max Scherzer like that's honestly insulting on so many levels and I just have so many thoughts about Rachel Luba in general Mm -hmm. but I just hate when people like use her it's starting to phase out now finally people are like maybe we Mm -hmm. shouldn't use her as this woman in baseball thing but I was never a big fan of her to begin with. She kind of gives off pick me energy. She always kind of has. totally, Where she's like, yeah, like, she's just like, oh, like, I get, like, men do, like, everything. Like, they're better at all these things. But I can still try. Like, I can still do all this stuff. It's like, can you just, like, admit, like, hey, I worked my ass off to get here. Like, because in reality, it's sick. Like, that's so fucking cool that you're an agent. Like, this female agent in baseball that is, like, usually you only ever see male sports agents. Like, that is cool. But she just, like, does not do any good for women. She's a terrible representation. I hate, hate, hate when I see people use her as the face of women in baseball because she's a terrible example. And when it came down to, like, supporting women most, she was like, no, I don't believe this woman. Like, it goes against my client. Like, he makes me money. I don't give a shit. I don't know. I just think she's a terrible person.
0: (laughs) I... A lot of people are probably going to fucking hate this take, but I don't really care. You know who she fucking reminds me of speaking of pick me energy and pretending to be like a progressive woman in sports. Fucking Erica Nardini, the CEO of Barstool. Literally like her protecting. Yeah. Like her fucking protecting Portnoy and everything through all of this totally gives me fucking Rachel Luba energy. Like you guys act like you are like these fucking progressive women in sports. Actually, you know what? I'm going to air out my fucking dirty laundry with Erica Nardini. So as some of you know, th- yeah, that reaction was perfect. So as some of you know, I used to do some <laughs> stuff for Boris stool And at one point we had uh, the opportunity when the chicks program started to ask Erica Nardini some questions. And I asked her some questions and I was like, you know, my first question, I was like, you know, like, obviously you work in like a pretty predominantly male office. It has been that way for a while. You know, the company started out with men and you're the CEO of this company, you know, like it it probably wasn't always sunshine and rainbows, What was it like being a woman in that environment and in that space? And she goes, I don't believe in all that gender bullshit. You can do whatever you want. Like, Hello are you stupid? <laughs> That's a very Rachel Lupa take. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. They give me the same fucking energy and I cannot wait for the day that they are all fucking canceled. So canceled. Like obviously we talk about cancel culture all the time. Like cancel culture comes for people that it shouldn't far too often, but those people, those two have everything that everything that comes for them in the next few years with this Dave Portnoy stuff because that is not gonna get any better. It's just gonna keep getting worse. The same way the fucking Bauer shit did. You two deserve all of it two times over. I don't even care. Yeah I have no sympathy.
2: Like girls support girls but if you're gonna be a shit human I'm gonna put that aside.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, we are so, we started a fucking podcast to cr- like try and create a space for women in sports and be inclusive. Those two, my best Eli Manning. You're not a part of it. Nope. You can't be a part of it. Nope. We are gatekeeping SNS from YouTube and YouTube only. <laughs> um, I, that's how I feel. I have a couple of tweets of the week I have pulled up. If you want to take a second to find yours, I can keep rambling if need be. Um, I just so, have one. Okay, I have three. Um, so my first one, I got a message from this guy. No prior messages, nothing. Just says, I know, right? exclamation mark. So I said you ain't seen nothing till you're down on a muffin. And a day later, she texts me, says she's out front. Can she come in? She comes in and she got like a basket with muffins. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like uh hello (laughs) are you there um actually i only have two i lied uh i'll do my other one and then i will let you go uh my other one i said last night i tweeted that so i went to the game last night obviously the revs game saw taylor twelman and i I, do you know who taylor twelman is yes okay so he was at the bar like across from me and i was like wow i really regret like or i was like should i like say hi to taylor twelman like blah 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 and i was like um whatever and he tweeted me back and I retweeted it and someone just goes electric car does not roar be yourself explode what yeah exactly I'm like oh, hello what <laughs> what I don't know like what are people on on Twitter this week I'm like you people make no fucking sense they just like speaking gibber. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep so those are my tweets of the week I don't really know what to call them because I don't really think that those are like I don't know anyways what are yours uh I just have the one because I made the tweet earlier
2: today just because I do have exciting news that I'll eventually be able to share with everyone but it did get some kind of weird replies but I quote retweeted this one I know you saw it but I was like Mm -hmm. oh like I can't share this news yet but it's very exciting like whatever and some guy if my dude this person has replied like this is one of those people that like have been replying to me for like the last few years and every time they reply to me it's always something like kind of off-putting and weird but it's never weird enough that I'm like oh like should I call them out on it or like I just kind of like let it go like leave it like they're not worth blocking or anything like it's pretty harmless this one just like was so weird where they were like they responded I was like you and Kendra are a thing <laughs> <laughs> like bitch, where have you been yeah I'm like who? where did these people, like, like, clearly I'm, like, alluding to something, like, probably, like, job-related, like, professional, whatever, and because I didn't get something, like, oh, like, congrats on the sex, but they're just, like, that guy, because like, I know he always has these weird-ass comments. I, I quote Richie, I was, like, some of you are really fucking weird. <laughs> like, Is this what? Big John's burner? Oh my god, I even tell you, Big John got banned. <laughs> I was so disappointed. And I was like, I hope he doesn't think it was us because we would never report him. Like, I think it's so funny. Me too. So i was like clearly some of my followers can't take a joke, and because they're always like, Why don't you just block him? I know I said before. I'm like, they're funny, like they're pretty harmless. So I was like, maybe it was one of my followers taking it wrong and kept reporting him or something. It was like, come on, he always had good content. Why That's would you suck so- John away?
0: that's
2: so sad I I was like kind of mad at my followers I was like I
0: know it has to do with
2: one of them reporting him because he doesn't interact with anyone else
0: (laughs) yeah fuck you guys also I just realized that our YouTube stuff is going to be fucked up because I forgot to put us next to each other in the view. so I will do that next week sorry YouTube um yeah that's (laughs) lame I I hope that that's big John's fucking burner
2: I hope it oh well I know it's not his burner because this guy's been following for a few years he's a baseball guy and He's always Mm -hmm. kind of rubbed me the wrong way. He, like, got mad because I didn't wish him a happy birthday or something last year, and he, like, sent me a video of himself, like, singing himself happy birthday because I wouldn't. I I don't know. There's something off of him, but.
0: (laughs) Anyways, um, do you have any closing thoughts?
2: (laughs) No closing thoughts. Besides, everyone should watch at least one NLL, NLL game this weekend if you have the chance. All
0: right. Next. All right. All right. If I have time, I will do it. Um, I have two closing thoughts. I would like to say rest in peace to Lee Elder. Um, if you don't know who he is, I highly encourage you do some research about him. He broke a lot of color barriers in the golf world. So definitely a huge loss there. Thoughts go out to his friends and family and loved ones also thank you listeners from our spotify wrapped if you listen to us at all this year thank you so much really appreciate you guys and your support anyone who tagged us reposted those sorts of things i actually have tears like welling up in my eyes and goosebumps you guys we could not make this happen without you um so thank you so much for listening to saturdays and seltzers keep on sipping
1: y'all and we'll see you next week wake up in the morning check the time and then the vibes move peanut butter curves with jelly above the thigh tell them no free sample if they ever want to try gotta buy the whole damn pie if you ever want to slice that's the truth only tell the truth what the hell you do you got that juice fresh squeeze too cute i can tell you new and it ain't just you girl it ain't just you it's your whole damn crew got hit haters on mute because they love that view keep looking at you ain't nothing new this is not their world they know you Run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. With Sundays up for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Cause this is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. With Sundays up for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. It's Saturday, y'all. Uh, Saturdays in Celsius. <laughs> With your hosts, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs> Let's go.